Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Uh, before we start the podcast again today, this is becoming like a weekly thing. It's becoming a daily thing in our modern society um, that not only the, the wrestling world and the world in general has lost another human being. Um, this week it was reported that Deathmatch legend Danny Havoc, you've seen him in CZW, you saw him in Game Changer Wrestling, uh, a staple on the Deathmatch uh, genre, has passed away this past week. And it's he's one of the he was one of those standout guys, one tournament of death. Uh, and it's it stinks. It stinks that I think for the past three weeks straight we have to open up the show without being with our normal hey what's going on that we have to another you know professional wrestler has passed away and it just it stinks yeah and 34 is such a young age i know uh but our thoughts and condolences go out to danny havoc's family his friends before we start the show off we want to start off with a 10 bell salute for danny havoc fans and welcome back ladies and gentlemen to marking out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans this is episode 487 and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience and podcast form you can find us social media wise facebook.com slash marking out twitter.com slash marking out youtube and instagram.com slash marking out 11 you can email us and marking out one at gmail.com and make sure that you grab all of our merchandise at pro wrestling slash marking out. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO, will be here later on in the show. But right now, I am joined by the heart and soul of marking out, Mr. Marking Out, Cousin Brandon. Brandon Brandon, you can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161 and his social influencing account on Instagram at the same handle. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. And yourself? I am doing fine. I'm sitting here drinking a Golden Monkey, one of my personal favorite beers, uh, because everything around us in life is just on a not good Spinal Tap 11 and we hope that everybody is safe. We hope everybody, if you are out demonstrating and protesting, are being safe. Um, and we support you in what you're doing because this is a big, monumental time in not just the United States of America, but the world in general. We are seeing 
I hope a nice shift in the way things are have been going. Um, but we are not a political podcast. We're here to kind of get you off of that topic because, I mean, for me, for me personally, everything I see on social media is about the Black Lives Matter movement, and as it should be, because this is huge. This is a big step, I'm hoping, in the right direction. Um, but let's get on the topic of something that keeps my mind at bay, uh, and that's professional wrestling. But Brandon, uh, how is your – I know we're still under quarantine for, to some extent. How are you doing? How has your week been? Anything new and exciting in the kitchen that you've been cooking up? No, well, I made the uh, – well, I attempted to make Kalaloo. Which is Kalaloo? I guess it's like a Caribbean – uh, greens of sorts, like a um, uh, like spinach or okay. collard greens, almost. Uh, so I followed the recipe. It's I, I it wasn't uh, it was good, but it's not really my cup of tea. Okay, I would All try. Right. I would try it again if I if I had like the actual uh, greens that they use in yeah. the Caribbean. I, I know in like they, they use like whatever leafy greens they have, but. Um, yeah, and, uh, I also made mac and cheese, which was... Yeah, I saw the picture, it looked really, really good. Great. Yeah, but, and I went to, I had a doctor's appointment, so that's always so weird going out you put during the COVID. Yeah, like, and it's, it's the worst, because, like, it's like, I, I'm not used to wearing that sort of mask. <laughs> yeah, true. So it's like, I'm always, like, I'm fixing it out over by my nose and everything. So if we did, like, a quarantine edition of Cooking with Brandon... Could we, you wear one of those masks instead? Uh, I don't think so. You gonna work it into the script? No. It because it, okay. it, it's like it's in my eyes and everything. Like I yeah. Can't... I at first like at first when I first started going out and like having to do food shopping and stuff like that, wearing the mask and stuff like that, I felt a little anxious having to put that thing on and seeing people in the stores. With it. But now it's just like I have 18. My parents just got me one that has like the built-in filter gimmick to it. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees has masks as well. So check those out so if, you, does, if you're looking. So does WWE Shop. WWE Shop Disney. Yeah, too. Disney. And I saw, I mean, obviously Universal, they, they literally opened this week for pass holders. And they open, uh, actually they open for everyone this week. Yeah. Um, which it, it's just like insane to see how in Florida everybody is just like out and about. Yeah, I know. It's, and it's, and it's, some and people worse. some people aren't wearing masks, which is stupid in my opinion. Yeah, real dumb. Um, and apparently the 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 COVID cases are up in Florida. It's not just that a lot of other places, just because of uh, I've been reading a lot of allegedly a lot of the demonstrations. People are coming back and they're ha- and they're having COVID cases, so it's like yeah, it, it, like it's yeah. To me, it's weird how like it everyone's like so close together, and some most people you see don't wear masks, and I can't imagine going to a theme park with uh, wearing know. a mask, especially in the summer heat. I have to go to my sister's house on Saturday for my niece's birthday, and I'm like, I don't want to say I'm dreading it. I'm just kind of nervous because like I mean I've been around like. During this, like, a couple of people, like, two, three people outside, but, like, not, like, ten or two. It, it, like, my anxiety gets up about it. I know maybe just, like, hey, Chris, stop being a wimp and, you know, do it. You got a mask on. But, like, you know, like, this is something that affected everybody. 
Yeah, and it's like, and we still have no idea when it's going to like end. Yeah. So we, we especially don't. with cases I, up, like who knows? And it's I know, like I don't, I, I don't want to go out to eat with re- at a restaurant with uh, where the like the waiter or waitress comes over, they have a mask on, they have gloves on, whatever. They have to change it after every like item of food or whatever after everything they hand me. Yeah, it just doesn't. And it's so, like, it's hear- crazy because, like, theme parks or whatever. Like, Disney is such, like, a, um, like a, a green company now. Yeah, very green. But and it's just really going, watching, going and living with the land twice. To, and, I, oh, and I have a Disney story, too, when you ask me how my week is. But, um, it, but it's... Living with the land, it's like they're fully sustainable. And I imagine, like, all the produce and stuff like that they've been, like, holding on and having to throw away because... No, they've, they've been donating everything. They've been showing up places with like Mickey bars, <laughs> premium ice cream bars, and everything. So that's what, cool. What a great human being. But but are. like, it's crazy that they're such a green company. But now I I don't know if it's going to be a hundred percent. But they have like I think they're getting throwaway menus now, one use oh, wow. menus, and it's like it's it's such a weird like step back, almost. Yeah, no, true. But, but you got to do what you got to do, especially yeah. in in Florida right now when people are it's there. I think they're in phase two where where things are actually moving. Yeah, I, I'm telling people I'm like I'm not going out till phase nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm good. I don't need to ever eat at a restaurant ever again if that's <laughs> while this is happening. I but I like like with restaurants them. I know they're not getting the volume like that. They're like kind of changing their menus to do like family style stuff. Yeah. Like one of the restaurants we go to, like they like they have gimmicks every single day of the week. So Wednesday night is fried chicken night. So rather than, you know, them just do fried chicken plates, it's like five bucks for a fried chicken. They do like thirty bucks, you get like five chickens, and then you do five dollar sides with it. So it's all family style. It's gonna be great. My yeah. my anniversary is on Wednesday this coming week. So we said I'm like, what are we doing for dinner? I'm like, Can we get fried chicken. <laughs> but it's like classy fried chicken. You know, it's not Popeyes. <laughs> What do you mean? Popeyes could be classy. Yeah, Popeyes chickens. Bob Backlund, awesome. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So, doctor appointment went well, I'm assuming? Uh, well, I mean, eh. <laughs> For what it was, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. But uh, how, was, how was your week? Um, good. I kind of feel like for the first time in like a couple of months, I'm back into like a rhythm of work stuff. Because now that like... It's the end of the year. You know, I was supposed to be filming high school sports like solid, like six to seven days a week of just filming stuff for three months. And it was kind of taken away from me. But now a bunch of these high schools are doing like they're like the end of the year award ceremonies to tape. So like I was at one high school the other day with like three people in the auditorium all day long filming, you know, separate coaches giving their speeches. Um, one client that one high school that we work with was like, Hey, could you guys take a bunch of drone video of our school? I'm like, okay, sure. So I got to bring out a pad card one and mm-hmm. uh, do some flying of these drone. Um, you, did you ever win any awards in high school? Nothing. Oh, I was like, you know, I did drama <laughs> and then all I wanted to do was go to hardcore shows and, you know, and backyard wrestle. Which I don't. Was, I don't know. know where it is, but I, I won. I, and I forget what it actually was, but I did win an award. And I, my my teacher, it was a home ec award, <laughs> so I don't know what specifically it was like for cooking or whatever. But my teacher told me she was. She and now was, you have an illustrious cooking show, yeah, which we could do through the the window. But uh, 
My my teacher said she uh, nominated me for the award, and I didn't show up at the ceremony, and she got pissed. <laughs> but like, I don't want to walk on a stage to get an award. That's weird to me. I didn't, and I also didn't. I didn't think I was getting an award. I just thought like I was nominated or whatever. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, so doing that, doing some editing and stuff like that. You know, we've had great weather this week too, which has been awesome. So you know, a lot of backyard. Uh... I mean, with the exception of the giant rainstorm. Oh, yesterday? Oh, it was so great. It really was spectacular. Um, but that... Oh, and speaking of Disney and food, uh, Stu Leonard's by me. Ooh, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, Stu Leonard's, they have the soft-serve ice cream thing, and obviously we're not getting, you know, made-to-order soft-serve ice cream. So what they've been doing is they've making it into, like, half-gallon things and freezing it and putting it in their, produce, their freezer section so you can buy. So... One of the ones that they have is Dole Whip, but they don't call it Dole Whip. They call it Pineapple Whip. Right. Uh, so we got a half gallon of it the other day. We've been uh, snacking on that. It's been spectacular. Nice. Yeah. You're just like, it's not Dole Whip. But, hey, I, no, I, I, if, it, if it's made from the powder, then it, it is. I think so. I'm not. But there's there's recipes like when I don't, one of the very first days of quarantine, Disney posted that recipe for Dole Whip, and it includes what? vanilla ice cream. And it's like, brother. Who are you fooling? That's not Dole Whip. <laughs> I know. And then Dole was like, yep, they're wrong. Here it is. But I tried. So also in quarantine, we like got on like a good hot kick for a week of having pina coladas. Oh, okay. Every night. So it, it and Jordan was like, we weren't putting alcohol in them, obviously. So like for Mother's Day, you know, we made it for my mom. We made it for Rachel, Rachel's mom. You know, Jordan had to have one. But, and so I bought out, went out and bought five cans of Coco Lopez to, <laughs> to make pina coladas with. Reminded me of my uh, days back at Famous Dave's. I was on the reg. I was thinking of cooking with Brandon ideas. Okay. And I know The Rock has a tequila out. So I was, I was. Did you see the videos of him uh, making uh, margaritas and stuff like that? I didn't, but I was oh, like, yeah. I was dancing around the idea of some sort of margarita pie. Ooh. Like a, uh, I guess like a key lime pie but not so it's like a margarita yeah I, yeah i know I, I understand i understand where you're going i have a big fan of key lime pie i no, i don't like lime really uh dude key lime my i think my favorite pie is cherry or lemon meringue what about you well <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite baked good that is known as a pie that falls in the pie family. Probably, probably apple pie. Which I, I really, I'm not like a big apple pie guy, but still, if like if they get a really good pie, then it's good. Yeah. But speaking of the other pie, one time uh, I was out at Chili's with with Dave and his family. Our families were out. We were young. Um, obviously, me much younger than Dave, but <laughs> Dave's like. <laughs> I want a margarita. No, but uh, the waiter came over, and it's like separated, like adults at one end, kids at the other. And yeah. the the waiter came over and asked uh, if we wanted any dessert. And Dave convinced my older brother, who's a year younger, I think, than Dave is, to order pie. <laughs> and I knew what it was because I watched <laughs> professional wrestling. <laughs> You have any. And he did huh. it. And then the guy goes, oh, sorry, buddy. We don't have any of that here. And I'm like, I'll never forget that. I always thought that was so funny. So in the, like, the pre-preliminary the days of the internet, 
where you had to go on dial-up and everything was mad slow. Um, we were watching a video one time. I forget it was my house or it was one of my friend, one of our friends' house, and it, it was the Rock. He's like, "Do you ever have any?" And then it got stuck. So it was like, "Have any? Have any? Have any?" We're like, "Okay, this is." We turned the computer off. We turned up the speakers. We left. We came back. We turned the speakers off. Had any? Had any? <laughs> it was so crazy. Um, but so that's that. Um, I'm pretty stoked because uh, my sister is giving me my N64 because she took it from my mom's house and she has No Mercy and she has WrestleMania 2000 and she has NWO Revenge. I, I never um, I never owned any of the WCW games. I always rented them from Blockbuster. I know. Was, okay, so I had this bin of all this N64 stuff and I had a Blockbuster box in there with for Conker's Bad Fur Day because apparently I allegedly well, who am I kidding I bought it from Blockbuster <laughs> why was I like allegedly well <laughs> I thought maybe you were going to say I allegedly stole it but so I got to figure out a way to get like the AV capture card because you know like like the capture cards these days are all like HDMI or they're BNC or whatever regardless whatever they are that's one pros and that's two that's like market out two um, but because I want to start doing our head fed that we had in No Mercy on the Market on YouTube channel. And is, we is, is Mass Destruction there? Uh, corporate Dave is in there. Oh. We had, like, everybody was corporate, so there was Corporate Danny, who, um, you know, he would have a suit on, and that would be Corporate Danny or Corporate Chris. It's would be does, Chris with a suit on. Does but corporate... then, like, Fallen Angel and Mass Destruction and Salud and all those guys are in there, too. So Corporate Brett doesn't, <laughs> doesn't exist? Uh, no, Corporate Brett does not exist. Is, is... Uh, I don't even know if I made him in there. I know Dave. I know Dave's No Mercy is like stacked with guys. From Dude, like his his No Mercy is absurd. He's got Jay Silva. <laughs> I want Jay Silva. And it's <laughs> it's weird that you can't like. I mean, obviously, it's not weird that you can't. But like these days, we're so used to community creations, yeah. where all you have to do is download it. Here, you actually have to follow a, a recipe of sorts, and yes. and and make it yourself. So I want to get the capture card for it, so we could do some. Uh, we could live stream our uh, my head fed, in uh, on the Market Out YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, something, something new. It's like you know, hey, do you want to do a little watch along? I mean, everyone does the live streaming, but your own sick head fed. Oh <laughs> man, my sister's sexy. My speak, um, do you want a purple pie? Okay, purple pie. Your purple pie. No purple, nothing. Regardless, that's three for us. It's not Marking out. Let's get on to some wrestling since we've been ranting for a good solid 10 minutes about things. Um, and the reason that I'm here is because I, I watch one show. Actually, another side note, I got independent wrestling TV this week. You know, th- like somebody, Smart Mark Sterling on a major wrestling figure podcast, is like, oh, use the f- coupon code uh, Silver Balls and get five days free. But then they got me because I forgot to cancel it after the five <laughs> days. Now I have to <laughs> But it's like everything is on there. Everything. I was watching AIW the other night. Um, Chikara, back when we used to go to all the shows in like 2012. Remember the show we went to at the Sportatorium? Yep. Yep. In, I watched the, that the other day. Into the Spider's I watched Den? The, what's that? Into the Spider's Den? Yes. I watched the event that we went to for my bachelor party and don't remember any of it. <laughs> um, which is real sad. And it was also a great event. Um I watched a bunch of CZW, um, the Every Time I Die Christmas show. They have a wrestling event with it. They, it was on there. So if you're looking, if 
you feel a little disheartened with the products that are out now. If you're, you know, on your Twitter and being super negative about everything that you see on Monday Night Raw, get this. It's 10 bucks a month. It's the same as the and there's it's the same price as the network and there's so much content. It's amazing. Honestly, like I'll try to search YouTube to find things. Everything's on here and it's fantastic. Independent Wrestling TV Check it out. Let's go on stuff that's on TNT. You know, it's funny. If I didn't know better, that was like a complete Chris Jericho add-in plug. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, man, that's all. Oh, we'll Chris. get to that in a second, Brian. But <laughs> Dude, but you, you even said it, too. He, yeah, um, he's fantastic at doing those Segway commercial ads. Yeah, it's like they're talking. It's like, <laughs> yeah, man, that's funny. But I really want to tell you about this ad right now. It's so seamless. It's so It's so good. But yeah, AEW on TNT, Dynamite took place this week again, obviously, because it's AEW and they have weekly TV. Opens up with a tag team match, Adam Page and Kenny Omega pick up the victory over Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. I feel like this wasn't like a tag team match, but this was like just two teams of two singles wrestlers. Don't get me wrong, I thought it was a fun match, but I feel like... All like the tag team stuff really got going until the end of the match. I told you that I don't really dig the team of Havoc and Sabian. But uh, I got to give huge shout outs to Jimmy Havoc for, you know, his, his finish is called Sick to Sorrow. That's an AFI album. And that was probably meant to do on purpose. Mwah! Great. <laughs> I, I geeked out so hard last night about it. So Penelope Ford gets involved behind the referee's back and then the referee catches her. And for the first time, I think, in AEW history, we see a referee toss somebody from ringside. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and then Jimmy Havoc hit uh, Adam Page with a, a wrench behind the referee's back, but it didn't really end up doing anything because they lost. And it's weird, like, they, they tout him as a deathmatch wrestler, but he's, like, he's not doing any of that. Yeah, I know. So it's weird right. to, like... Sell him as something he's not he won, in this uh, company. I think he won tournament of death. He might have. He did. I think he won them maybe the last year or the year before. But, but I, I just I can't wait for FTR to be champions. Make the division. Yeah, I, I, I like it. But anyway, um, next up for Omega and Hangman Page is going to be the best friends. They'll be facing them at Fighter Fest, which is announced this week. It's going to be two weeks on TV. July 1st and July 8th. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I know last year they gave it away for free, but I'm assuming because of the circumstances, they're going to do it two weeks on TV rather than having somebody pay, everybody pay 50 bucks for another pay-per-view right. when they would rather have the next pay-per-view people pay for to be all out. Yeah. Uh, after that, they had a segment from earlier in the week air with uh, Tully Blanchard yelling at Sean Spears. Uh, Spears was completely emotionless, so I, I and I think that's like part of it. I was supposed to be the Iceman. I I don't know, but then they cut to earlier in the day uh, of them in a car together. Tully has a box with a glove in it, and Spears puts it on, and and Tully referred to it as the missing piece. So, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not I familiar. Know. 
it does. With yeah, like I the don't, backstory of the glove. I, I I think that was the first time we were seeing it. I don't know if Tully ever like did a thing with like a missing. Well, piece no, AEW or... tweeted out. They said the the black glove has been a part of wrestling history for decades. Ted DiBiase, Blackjack Mulligan, Barry Windham have all worn this glove. And oh, now it's okay. For... Uh, okay. I yeah that. 100% didn't click to me, but yeah, okay. Now that you say that, I understand that, and I don't And he's got see... the shirt that says Heartless on it, so... That, that to me, doesn't fit Sean Spears at all. <laughs> but I, I want to know, are they still looking for a tag team partner, or are they going a complete different route here? I think they might be going a complete different route. Completely different route? Do we say route, route? Route, route, route whatever route, route for the home team? Yes. Second match... Of the evening, saw the machine Brian Cage defeat Sean Dean in a standard squash match, which was a good showcase for Brian Cage. Uh, and then it followed with Taz yelling at John Moxley, who came out. And as he en- went to go enter the ring, Taz warns him, "Be careful! Don't do anything stupid." Uh, but Moxley responds to. Brian Cage and Taz, and I think he came out looking better here than Brian Cage did. Who? Moxley. Yeah, because he's the champ. He has to look good. Yeah, but I Moxley has not looked good. In my opinion, Moxley has not done anything in AEW. Even though he's champion, he has not done anything in AEW to me. Okay. Why? Why do you say that? No, he, I, I, he I, just, there, he's literally, there's been nothing. It's just Jericho was the main event lost the title and he's still the main event. Jericho? Yeah. No list. Not necessarily oh, yes, here, but like look at the last paper view. Point. Yeah, yeah no, I exactly. And then I, I you could kind of say that maybe the world titles getting full, but like because they have a lot of other ripping storylines, the inner circle stuff that's going on, um Cody Cody's the, you know, TV title, the, whatever it is, TNT title. So uh, up next, I don't know what the segment was even. It was a random segment with Lance, Lance Archer beating somebody up by an overpass. Yeah, and uh, but it was saying, you know, it was setting up, say, hey, he might have lost the, you know, for the TNT title. Where, where does he go now? Where does he go now? So, <laughs> where does I mean, he go I, from here? I know, but, uh, but I like that too because now they can kind of build other mid-card feuds. Who's he going to go to next? But then, like, I don't like the – after this, too, it's like I don't like the promo after a promo thing because, you know, you have Matt Hardy and Private Party saying that they're going to – you know, Matt Hardy's going to mentor them, which should be interesting. I don't know if he was serious or if you like, you know, this is a thing for Damascus to I, – I don't know. I was kind of confused by it. Yeah, he was the, the classic version of Matt Hardy, the – I guess you would say too extreme version. Yeah, the tight so. shirt, the, uh, the Jankos on. And then he uh, ran into Sammy Guevara after, and he goes, well, we're cool, and, like, bowed down to him. So it's it's weird. It, that was clearly, I don't think it would be Damascus. It was just a different, it was, like, the nice version, I guess. Yeah, true. Okay. So, and, and I know I saw people um, complaining on Twitter, saying that they wish that Matt Hardy would stop changing gimmicks so often, especially I during like one match. Yeah, I'm fine with it, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's nice to see like, I guess, this version of Matt Hardy. Yeah, true. Because, obviously, it wouldn't have worked if Damascus was there, just like, uh So. Yeah. So, next up, uh, the match I was looking forward to on AEW Dynamite this week, which really delivered, and for the first time, 
you know, I was and I texted Brandon earlier today. I'm like, here I am thinking that, you know, Colt's gonna, you know, there's gonna be some outside interference at the end that's gonna cause a, you know, a shady ending. Keep both guys strong, but Chris Jericho wins clean with the Judas effect. I like the ending sequence. Um, I I gotta say though. From the start of the match, Sammy Guevara came out singing the lyrics to Judas, and and he was so off. He didn't. And not so only terrible, that, he didn't so know good. them. He didn't know them. The Chris Jericho we've seen throughout his whole career, to me, would have a hundred percent attacked Sammy for singing the wrong lyrics. I know, but I think it didn't have this is the this Chris Jericho where it's like he know like hey he's the best he knows he's awesome and he could have Sammy Guevara singing there because who cares he's Chris Jericho yeah. and, and it's really crazy to see Chris Jericho versus Cole Cabana. That's never happened before. These are two I so like over quarantine too. I'm like trying to think of like top five of my favorite things. Trying to like stay positive with stuff and I'm like what are my top five favorite wrestlers? And I I sat there. I'm like number one, Edge, hands down. Number two, Brett the Hitman Hart, because you know Brett the Hitman Hart. Number three has to be Matt Cardona, FKA Zack Ryder, just for selfish reasons. And then I'm like number four and five. I'm like, is Jericho and Cabana? Because you know Cabana's got this awesome style to him that no one you know really sees. He's the podfather of all podcasts. And then there's Jericho, who's the man, just the man. So I was like, and I when, when I knew that happens, I got so excited. I put my I Star Cult on shirt yesterday while watching the match. Um, but I want to see more of these. And you put, and that was you know, this is the biggest match Cole Cabana's had in AEW so far. And he sh- and he showed his worth. It was awesome. Yeah. And, and later on, Cole Cabana was interviewed, and he was talking about not being able to get it done when it actually counts. And Mr. Brody Lee cuts him off and tried to recruit him for Dark Order. He's not going to Dark Order. And Cabana says that's not really something I want to do, but like it kind of looked like he was thinking about it. Yeah, but he's like, he's like I can't turn down a free bottle of water. <laughs> and uh, but after after Chris Jericho defeated Cole Cabana, Jericho cuts a promo on Mike Tyson, calls him out, calls out the baddest man on the planet, and out comes. Orange Cassidy, who is the baddest man on the planet, and he outsmarts Jay Kager and uh, Chris Jericho. Rolls out of the ring, gets lifted over the barricade by best friends, and Santana and Ortiz were out there too. So I assume perhaps we're going to be seeing a six-man tag coming up, or we'll see Jericho versus Orange Cassidy at a uh, Fighter Fest, or yeah, something like that. Perhaps that'd be awesome. Uh, I feel like Jericho would be able to work that style perfectly. I, you know, that's, I, I will have to see that to believe that. <laughs> no, I mean, they're letting fans in, so. Well, not specifically, they're not, no, I should say the, the state is allowing fans to attend these events now. And whether or not WWE or AEW uh, does that, probably not, but. True. But yeah, you want a road trip to Florida? <laughs> yeah, I'm, good. I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, Britt Baker had a training video in a wheelchair, which I thought was really funny because Rebel was doing all the heavy lifting. I thought I think this is great. I love this whole shtick that they have her doing, and it led to. And it, it, it's it's. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it it made her so much better than the white meat baby face. Hey, I'm Britt Baker. Yeah, this is great. No, they're giving her like this. 
great gimmick where she's you know she's the role model, but she's gonna have everything else do it for her. It's awesome. And it it led to her coming out in a Rolls Royce. Yep, which is a uh, pun, and uh, that cart is really making the rounds, huh? I know. But the match she came out to watch saw Nyla Rose defeat Big Swole, which I don't know if you thought this, but for me, I feel like a lot of nothing happened here. It was it was kind of something to pump up, you know, Big Swole get her back. I she, thought she hasn't wrestled in two and a half months. Yeah, I thought we were going to see her win. Like, what? Well, like, where does Nyla Rose fit in anymore? She's just gonna. Is she gonna still chase the the champion? I believe so. But Big Swall was interviewed afterwards. Also, shout out for her wearing the uh, the Yellow Ranger gear. But uh, she was interviewed, and and uh, Britt Baker had her Rolls Royce backed into the barricade. And Swole went to go attack her with a chair, but Britt Baker had Rebel drive off before that happened. So, yeah. and she's like, you can't attack me, I'm injured. So maybe we're gonna, maybe Rebel will end up wrestling. She AEW. had a nice run in TN- TNA with the Menagerie, right? Yeah. She had a nice run, maybe she could still work, you know? Up next, Tony Schiavone spoke with Darby Allen. Um... Just, I guess, alerting us and Darby, saying that he's not medically cleared to compete. Yeah. So I don't know That's... the next time we'll see him. I wonder, I guess it's from the uh, the Casino Battle Royal match, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but see, what you said before with you didn't like promo into promo. Yeah, it's ha- it happened again. I, I, don't like, I don't like promo with Tony into promo with Tony. Which, yeah. like, they did uh, a few weeks ago when they did, like, a Sean Spears vignette, and then I think it was an MJF vignette, and then they immediately, after that, followed it up with MJF and Sean Spears live in the arena. I think it's yeah. weird. But, so, they Tony's interviewing FTR, which ends with the Butcher and the Blade coming out, trying to fight them, being held back, and FTR's like, it's not personal, last, last week it was just business. And then they invited them to have a tag team match, so I assume we're going to see that next week. They made them. They made them in this like such tweeners because you know the internet wrestling community wants to like cheer these guys. I'm like, oh my god, FTR! Uh. But like, then you kind of made you hate them because they're like, oh yeah, it's only business. So if you want to do I, business, <laughs> let's go to the ring. I mean, and, I'm I'm all for FTR. I don't care if they're heels, faces, whatever. I'm gonna be cheering them. No, they're facing my second favorite tag team in AEW, so I'm going to be cheer- cheering on uh, the Butcher and the Blade on this one. But who's, I know who's I your know first it's... favorite. Oh, uh, best, best friends. friends, right? Yeah, and I don't know. I've I've never seen the appeal of FTR. Oh, I mean, get don't... out of here! Yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's like FTR it's like... literally one of the dumbest things WWE did was not use the revival. They put on some of the best tag team matches in NXT and got called up to the main roster and just they weren't being used properly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just maybe I, I don't want to see them versus the Bucks. I mean, no, I'd I'll never, watch it. I, I never want to see them face the Young Bucks. <laughs> They're going to. Because, I, I, because I, the revival, I see work normal tag team matches the young bucks it's just like less selling and more super kicks 
Yeah. And hopefully they turn one of those super kicks into a shattered machine. But I don't know. I, I I'll wait and see. You know, maybe they put on a tag team classic with the Young Bucks, and I change my mind. But yeah, that'll have to definitely be in front of a crowd, though, because that's been literally building up for years. I know, and they're not gonna—they're not gonna do it until there's a lot of people, uh, hungry marks in there. Yeah, but the main place gets gooey. Main event of which I still hate uh, the fact that like the whole like hashtag FTR thing was happening on being the elite when. I think it was after a takeover I was at at Barclays. I went to the bathroom and somebody graffitied hashtag FTR in the stall. And it's like, can you guys not be stupid? What, with like urine? Were they just with urine, urine on the walls as hashtag FTR? Yes, urine spray painted the wall. No, it was with a, a Sharpie marker. What a bunch of marks. And it's like, wow, like, don't be stupid. Don't vandalize property because you like AEW over WWE like what are you doing at the NXT event in the first place I know like honestly like especially like now in the climate that we have all I see is just angry marks just trashing the WWE product oh I don't like the Iconics they're terrible they've never done anything right oh Alexa Bliss stinks she's the worst oh man she can't work no okay you don't like it move on watch something else Keep positivity. Like that's that's what is missing is the positivity about wrestling. We're still getting wrestling. We're not getting baseball. We're not getting basketball, even though it might be, it's coming back and it's gonna be in Disney. Really jealous. You know, we're not getting football right now. We're not getting lacrosse. We're not getting anything. We're getting wrestling. So be happy that you're getting professional wrestling. Yeah. Which the team. the main event was for the TNT Championship. Cody uh, defeated Jungle Boy, which Solid I match. thought. Yeah, this was uh, obviously, I think, the best match of the night. The only match that I actually really enjoyed. I like Jericho and Cabana, but this one like blew that out of the water for me. Oh, yeah, because they give him the time, too. Um, I liked it up until Cody got busted open. Okay, why? Uh, every match, does Cody have to bleed in every single match of his? Does he bled in every single match? He's a... I don't know. Like, what is that? That to me, that that like loses. bleeds when he walks down the street. (laughs) It loses the appeal to me. Like, blood is cool once in a while, and if you're actually going to go out of your way to blade yourself, it does not have to be every single match. And 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 then like it to me, like it was. It just eh. Like they both went through the table at ringside, and it's like eh. Yeah, no, and then, I and that then was, I thought that was a cool spot. I liked it. And then after Cody wins, well, is he going to have pyro after every victory? Well, that was kind of the kind of close the show. But you know, you know, if they the have point? Well, Fighter Fest, they're probably going to have uh, the TNT title on the first week and the world title on the second. But what's the point of having pyro after he wins? What does that mean? That doesn't like. It wasn't WrestleMania. Like, you didn't have this big, triumphant victory. You, you said it yourself last week, which is also, I hated, the fact that he said, I'm going to have the, the most treacherous schedule that any pro wrestler has ever had or whatever. I'm going to work every single week. And it's like, brother, you're working once a week. People have done that for years. Not to mention live events. Yeah. This, like you're building up in like you're trying to sell us on something that we know isn't true. You could be a hard worker, but you're not hard more hard working than somebody else in your company that's also on TV weekly. Yeah, no, I understand. So I just don't get the point of the pyro. 
Yeah, listen. They they have it, so they might as well use it, right? You know, we know. complained for years and years and years. Oh, WWE got rid of the pyro. Yeah, but now, I, don't, I don't like AEW's pyros. It's like. Yeah, all right. Mark. But next week, he's going to be facing Mark Quinn for the TNT Championship. I still solidly want to see uh, Aaron Stevens, Damian Sandow. I want to see Bob Holly. Well, they, he said, too, people outside of AEW can... Uh... Yeah, but I don't know. What's, like, is that really... Come on. Is that real? Maybe. I, I know since... I believe since Cody was released from WWE, um, Matt Tremont has wanted a match with him. And that yeah, would be cool. very interesting to see Matt Tremont versus Cody for the TNT Championship. Yeah. No, it would be. I'm, Imagine... I'm, I'm... <laughs> Imagine they bring somebody out from the uh, bring somebody in from the outside, and they go into business for themselves. Oh my god! Like, what's the referee gonna do? They're the referees are so bad in AEW. Like, what are they gonna do? They're gonna like it's gonna look like a Montreal screw job. <laughs> so, I forget, I forget what the guy's name was. Um, but Bustlepin, the Sirius XM show, they have like what's it called? Get yourself over Mondays. Did you say busted? Where like busted, busted in? Open. Busted oh, open. I thought you said busted it's, in, and I was like, what? No, busted open. They have something on Mondays called Get Yourself Over Monday, so they'll call, like, professional wrestlers. And, like, oh, hey, here's a spot. Like, try to get yourself over. Uh, they had Dan Housen on once. Outstanding. Outstanding. I don't know if you're a big yeah, yeah, yeah. fan of him. Dan Housen's awesome. Dude, it's so good. And especially right now with the climate that we're in, he's really, you know, pushing a, a, a fantastic message. So bravo to Dan Housen. But – they had this old school worker and he just went into it for himself and was talking about it. He's like, well, you know, uh, you know, we need health insurance. We need to unionize and, and, and Billy Ray's like, so how does this make you stand out from the other wrestlers? And then he just kept going on about wrestlers needing health insurance, this, that, and the other thing, and how they should unionize. He's like, all right, thanks. <laughs> so speaking of. People, uh, outsiders going on uh, things and getting trying to get themselves over or in for themselves, yeah. But that's AEW, uh, for yeah. AEW and, Dynamite this week. And next week, solid card as uh, Cole Cabana is going to be taking on Sammy Guevara, uh, Mark Quinn, as we said, taking on Cody Rhodes for the AEW TNT Championship, which was supposed have... to be Phoenix, but he's unfortunately uh, injured. Yeah, he is unfortunately injured. Uh, Inner Circle will be facing off against Best Friends and Orange Cassidy, so I'm assuming that's going to be, uh, you know, Proud and Powerful and Chris Jericho. Also, Mr. Khan, if you're listening to this, um, I am willing to go to uh, an event. Why? What do you mean? Like, I'd like to go. I think all of us would like to go. If you'd like to, if you'd like to invite Mark and out, <laughs> I'll accept the invitation if I'm able to. FTR will have their first in-ring com- competition as they will be facing off against the Butcher and the Blade. I'm excited about that. And John Moxley will be on AEW Dark, which I kind of like. Oh, that's weird to me. I, it is weird because your world champion is going to be on your YouTube show. Is Jericho uh, is that is next week Jericho on commentary or is that another week? I'm not too sure about that. My apologies on that. Um, but yeah. That's that on the AEW spectrum. This is where I say goodbye, and we hand it over to Dave. Hey, hey, what's going on, B-Dog? What's going on? How was your week? You know, my week came and it went. But, you know, 
It was a week, a week in the life of uh, Dave the Rave. What can I say? What about you? Did well, you already talk about your week already? Basically did, yeah. <laughs> Were you awesome as always? I was. All right, then in that case, let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which kicks off with Seth Rollins hosting Rey Mysterio's retirement ceremony. Um, with... Obviously, Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black. Not Alistair Black. Uh, Austin Theory there. Jeez. Uh, oh, Alistair Black runs out. <laughs> I'm having deja vu. Alistair Black runs out, attacks Seth Rollins during it, leading to a match between the two of them, uh, which I guess the, the segment itself, Rey Mysterio, I guess, didn't retire as per that segment. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough to retire when... Uh, heals the <laughs> when you're not even there. ceremony. Yeah, you're not yeah. even there. Uh, but Seth Rollins picks up the victory over Aleister Black. Umberto Carrillo ran down with a chair to stop Buddy Murphy and Austin Theory from getting involved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this was a good match. I liked uh, at one point Aleister Black did like a rolling. He like rolled backwards to to lock in an armbar, or to to at least attempt it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, but Buddy Murphy and Austin Theory tried to distract Aleister Black when he went for the Black Mass, and uh, Umberto pulled them off the the apron, but Rollins was still able to win. Yeah, I thought that this was like an awesome match, um, and what do you think about the Disciples? I'm, I think that yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good with it. They they jumped uh, Umberto and and Alistair Black after the match, and Rollins hit both of them with curb stomps. I'm I'm happy with their disciples too, and I'm happy to say that they are working together. You know, because last week I mentioned on the podcast I didn't know how Murphy felt about a new disciple because of his mannerisms. You couldn't. It just to me it didn't. I didn't know if he was accepting of Theory joining them. Uh, instead of him being like the one, but the obviously, one, uh, no. yeah, obviously it worked out very well. Um, after that, they aired a video package of Shawn Michaels talking about the greatest wrestling match in history or whatever it is, uh, which his beard, by the way, is absolutely insane, but he picked yeah. edge to win. Um, I guess we, we could just group that in now. Later on, Orton cut a promo about his match with with Edge. And he said Edge had to pretend to be his childhood heroes. Meanwhile, he just had to be himself to get to WWE. Like, all I had to do was wake up and and here I was. And he said that Edge's storybook ending is going to be rewritten by RKO. And next week on Monday Night Raw, we have a peep show with Edge and Christian. Uh, I am excited for the peep show. Um, how it's been a long time since we've seen him out there. Um, I, I, it seems see, like I it. wouldn't say a long time, but definitely it's been a while. I don't know. I, I wish the Christian, Christian, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's a good, it's a, it's a good theme, but so is his just close your eyes. Dude, that theme song is awesome. Um, yeah, both of those are classics. Yeah. Uh, but matchup next, we saw Apollo Crews, uh, well, first in a segment, picking Kevin Owens as his first opponent for a title defense. 
Um, which I, you know, if this was like real life, would have been Akira Tozawa. But um, they're they're know. best friends, a hundred percent. Apollo Cruz would have given the first defense to Akira Tozawa. Actually, I do like your theory with uh, well, not theory, but your uh, your fantasy book and on that one. I, I like that idea with it being Tozawa. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, so Apollo Crews versus Kevin Owens ends up in a double disqualification, which before that even took place, I thought it was a really good match. And it's a match I would have liked to have seen live. But uh, What do you mean, with a crowd or you personally? No, like I would have liked to have been there to see this match live. Like with an actual like, ending or something, at least. I, I feel like they've wrestled each other at PWG. But I'm not too certain. But the DQ came out around when Andrade and Angel Garza attacked them, which then gets turned into a tag team match. Apollo Crews and Kevin Owens pick up that victory over Angel Garza and Andrade, which was also another good match. I just don't necessarily, don't necessarily think it was a match that needed to happen. Um... Like, I get I, your stretch in time and whatnot. I just... Yeah. yeah. Eh, you know. I don't know. I, I, and it I was good. I liked the match. It just... I felt like I mean, it wasn't necessary. Pairing, maybe it's going to start to pair off Kevin Owens with uh, Garza. You know? Because then it would make more sense. Yeah, I don't know. But next up, you had bowling. Uh, the uh, Anything you can do, I can do challenge with Street Profits and Viking Raiders. Uh, this week it was a game of bowling, and I was very entertained with this. Yeah, um, at first I really didn't like these segments, but they, they've they definitely been entertaining, and I like how week after week everybody finds Ivar attractive. Yeah, I think it's the same gimmick, the you're attractive and you not so much. Yeah, and um, also, uh, the, the also profits... The gimmick of him, also the gimmick of uh, Hanson, uh, Ivar. Yeah. Right, Ivar reaching into every single hole and pulling pulling at the turkey. Somehow he's always finding turkey. Yeah, what bowling alley has a turkey leg? I mean, which what turkey? What bowling alley has it in the kitchen, and also where the balls come out? Yeah, I mean, come on now. What about the one where he was bowling and he went like gliding all the way down? I didn't, I didn't like that that part. <laughs> I. I I, I thought it was really funny. But the Street Profits ended up losing. And I really, I don't believe somebody that, that athletic as Montez Ford is not good at bowling. <laughs> well, maybe Angela Dawkins just brought him down. I don't know. I don't know. They eventually started, I believe, knocking down some pins. But mm-hmm. uh, matchup next, we saw Billy Kay defeating Nikki Cross. Um Man, oh man! Like if I could go back and on on Monday and know what I know now, <laughs> it's like I it sucks because I want the Iconics to be champions again, and I I really like Bliss and Nikki Cross as champions, mm-hmm. and I was a hundred percent fully expecting Nikki Cross to to pick up the victory here, but I was happy that Billy Kay got that that win. It's just I don't like where does it. We don't know where it'll lead to now because, I mean, not to jump ahead, but they're no longer champions. Um, yeah, no longer champions, but I was a huge fan of this. Yeah. 
You know, I Billy Kay. Uh, there was moments where she was like uh, shadow boxing the referee or encouraging him to come fight her. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. And then the sit, she did a sit out power bomb that just looked sick. Yeah. So I'm I'm really happy that Billy Kay picked up the victory. But like you said, it was pretty much a sign of things to come this week. Up next was a Rey Mysterio segment where he said he didn't know if he was going to retire. Um, and he was kind of dancing around whether or not he would be. But Dominic steps in and said that something needs to be done. So, like, Rey Mysterio goes, I'll never be able to forgive Seth. And then Dominic, sitting by himself, says an eye for an eye. So, I don't know if we're about to be seeing Dominic making his official in-ring debut or whatnot. I think we're going to see Dominic the Donkey get involved. Uh, Why would you say the Donkey? Because, you know, Dominic the Donkey. Yeah, you know, that's not, it's it's pretty stupid. Uh, um, I marked out for Rey Mysterio with his eye patch. Yeah. You said that, I think you said that last week that it would be cool. I don't know, probably two weeks ago. Yeah, I think you mentioned that you thought that it would be cool. What did you think about the eye patch mask? Are you, you really? Okay? You could, I don't know if it was necessarily an eye patch mask though. You couldn't really tell. I mean, it's it kind of. It looked like it was a mesh over the eye, or. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. I don't know. I you know what? I don't know if Rey Mysterio has ever he has evolved his mask, but he's done a covering of the eye before. Uh, kind of an. Aspect. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Always it, used to. Always? Yeah, he definitely used to have covered eyes. I would have to look then. I don't I feel like he's always had the eye open. No. The eye cutouts. No, he definitely used to have mesh over the eyes. Hmm. I'd have to I have to look back then. But up next but, you had Okay, Rob yeah. Rob Gronkowski trying to make a TikTok video. Our truth snuck up from behind and won the twenty four seven championship back. Uh, it sucks. Gronk's no longer under WWE contract, and he was the longest reigning twenty four seven champion. Longest reigning. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it sucks I, that he. Uh, Went to the NFL, had to go big time WWE. Yeah, I feel like there was so much potential of things that we wanted to see as well. And somehow so, Mojo's still things. getting the main event spot. Even though it's not main event, but uh, yeah. match up next, you saw Nia Jax defeat Kyrie Sane. Um I thought the promo that Nia cut beforehand was just garbage. Agreed. I thought it was really bad. It's like she made fun of Becky for being pregnant. Yeah, it's. I feel like they're struggling right now with Nia Jax so much to get her over, where she's just coming off as green. And with uh, the actual match, she injured Kyrie Sane by tossing her head first into the steel steps. She got a nasty gash on her on I, her forehead. I I hated seeing that spot. It's, and it's it's weird. It's crazy because the past few weeks, Nia Jax has had reckless. It's not spots. the past few weeks. What it's, do you mean? It's the past few years. Yes, of course. Yes, I do stand corrected. The past few years, but 
Specifically, it's been back to back to back right now with Kyrie Sane. Um, how much longer until you either cut ties with her or bring her back down to NXT? You know, who's why is she on this roster right now if she's still hurting people? Because maybe she's not trained as well as she should be. Realistically, it seems like she's just up there because she's the powerhouse in the division and maybe because of her cousin being the rock. I any dispute on that one? I uh, who knows. Yeah. Uh though we had a promo from Charlotte a little later on about Asuka and she spoke to the the PC trainees. But like to me it doesn't make sense. Like I said this before, like she's cutting her promo basically uh crapping all over the the trainees yeah you can't tell me that marina shafir and jessamine duke are just sitting there taking that and not wanting to step up to charlotte that's the one thing i yeah i always i thought that with the four horsewomen four horsewomen stuff that we would have seen something build already but and then the next match that took place, we saw Charlotte defeat Asuka, which it's like I have absolutely no idea why this match took place. It was just to sell the, the backlash with uh, with Nia Jax. She ended up coming out in Asuka's mask, and I'm pretty sure Asuka ends up getting counted out. Um, and I was yeah. hoping, from the start of this, I was hoping to see EO and Ripley come out and distract Flair, because hello... Which pay-per-view is this weekend and which pay-per-view is next weekend? Yeah, that would make total sense if that took place. But no, we get Nia Jax instead of instead of the people who, like, if you want to use Charlotte as NXT champion on Raw, then use NXT talent to sell the go-home pay-per-view. Yeah, I agree. that This would have been a great place to expose the Raw audience to... Um, to the NXT stuff too as well. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the night, Lana was backstage talking to MVP and he's like, he's like brushing her off saying that he has work to do. And then Lana started to berate him for using Lashley to revive his own career. And MVP's like, you're kind of doing the same thing. And then she ends up slapping him. But main event took place. Drew McIntyre picks up the victory over MVP Lana and Lashley were both ringside for this, but it was really just a quick match. MVP in the main event, though. Yes, that's true. Against the WWE champion, nonetheless. Yeah, uh, like we said, he's he's been the MVP of uh, this kind of era that we're going through right now. Yeah, and then, uh, well, one of them at least, but... Yes. Uh, Raw ends with Lashley locking the master lock on McIntyre. It seemed like the raw ending was lacking, though. Yeah. It seemed like once he locked it in, it was just like one of those, oh, it's already 11 o'clock. I guess that's the end of Raw. <laughs> like, like that's kind of like the feeling that I had at the end of it. Yeah. So Moving over right. to NXT, Candice LeRae faced Mia Yim, which ended in a double countout. I still feel like this should have, like, been a whole takeover thing to begin with, with uh, like a mixed tag. But that that's not even happening. But Dakota, Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez jumped Mia Yim. 
Tegan Knox came out to pull Candice off, and uh, Shotzi also got involved. Um, the referees tried to break it up. They all brawled. Johnny came out. Keith Lee came out. Gets turned into a mixed tag match. I I was a big fan of Keith Lee having Johnny up in the power slam position with Candice LeRae hanging onto his back. I thought that that was a pretty cool spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Johnny and Candice pick up the victory over Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Uh, I like how both of them wrestled in their street gear. Both as, as in Johnny and Keith. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good match. It was fun. Yeah, Johnny poked Keith in the eyes with... Uh, with keys. That's, uh, yeah, that's right. And then Candace was able to roll up Mia when she was distracted with Keith Lee. Yeah, and obviously this is not the end of their little feud. We'll have no, some more. But we have that in uh, a six-woman tag match at TakeOver. Yeah. Next up, you had Dexter Loomis backstage. Uh, didn't know what he was going to be doing, but apparently he was uh, painting. Yeah, he was asked about Adam Cole and and uh, Velveteen Dream and whether or not Velveteen Dream will become champion. And he literally says nothing. Takes out that easel and actually drew the picture. I don't know if you knew that or not. I feel like I... So, I feel like I did know that because I think on his Twitter he has posted images of his artwork in the past. And I've been really impressed with them. I think I once, actually, now that you say that, I think I tweeted him once saying I was blown away. But I don't remember. I think you did as well. But yeah, he like they did a time-lapse video of him actually drawing him in a car with Undisputed Era. So I, I don't know if that <laughs> means uh, he's going to be joining Undisputed Era, or I don't know what... What's going to happen there? But after this, we had an Undisputed Era and Velveteen Dream video package with the return of Kyle O'Reilly. It starts out with them celebrating Adam Cole being champion for one year. And I liked how it went back and forth between them celebrating and Velveteen Dream talking. And um, it's, it's cool. Like, I don't care about... Pete Rosenberg or not or uh, Sam Roberts or Pat McAfee talking about this match, mm-hmm. but they got Drew McIntyre to speak about this match, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and at one point I don't know how, what, why, who <laughs> they had Velveteen Dream talking to a mirror, asking who would win, and Prince appears. Saying it'll I, be Velveteen Dream. Obviously, I know it's not Prince. Prince is dead. Yeah, I popped for that. But, like, I was not prepared for that <laughs> at all. Yeah. And we now know that the match at TakeOver is going to be a backlot brawl. So it won't be taking at, taking place at the house. The original house they gave away at In Your House 1. Ah, uh, lost opportunity right there. But... <laughs> Next up, you had Swerve pick up a victory over Nice. Uh, Gallagher came out to try to distract, um, but was unsuccessful with that distraction. Yeah, and then Gallagher went right afterwards to attack Swerve Scott, but he escaped before he can get to him. 
Yeah. Matchup next was for a number one contender slot title match at TakeOver. Breezango returning defeats Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, as well as or- Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Uh, Breezango came out dressed very festive for uh, for this past week. They uh, The astronauts launched to space, and they came out dressed like astronauts. Um, yeah. But That's this, one way to celebrate. This was another match that made me wish that, like, there was a real crowd. Because I thought this was a really good match. It was a really good match, but I, I you know, I liked it just as much without the crowd. It was very good. No, but I and just think matches one... like this deserve an actual crowd. And I wish that the match at TakeOver was, was a fatal four-way match rather mm-hmm. than just a two-on-two. Well, the one thing that I didn't like about this is that I wish that Birch and Lorcan won. Cause... Yeah, but you had to figure if they if they had some sort of like, oh, who's the third team going to be? This, by the way, keep in mind, is I believe Fandango's very first takeover. No. Yeah, well, because he spent... He, he was on the main roster before they started doing takeovers. Really? I believe I so. I find that hard to believe. 2013. Wow. And then... He he only recently went back down to NXT. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, Dexter Loomis was ringside, which caused Undisputed Era to lose focus. And after the match, Imperium came out, followed by Indus Sheer. So one of the things I just really want to, because especially because Birch and Lark, Lark in the week before they were talking about you have to step up to the plate and they posed as Imperium. Yeah. Uh, like they All were signs pointed them. to them versus Undisputed Era. Yeah. That's why I'm not happy with Brizango picking up the victory in this one. But who knows what will happen, especially with the, with how that segment ended. Yeah, that's very true. It could easily become a larger match than what, what do we have upcoming? We don't know, right? Takeover wise. After in, you in, you ha- in your house? No. Like a War Games? But it would be Boston. No. It was okay. supposed to be SummerSlam weekend. Mm-hmm. So maybe, so. like you said, they're setting up for something huge. Uh, matchup next saw Santana Garrett, I believe, pick up her very first TV victory in WWE over Aaliyah. Uh, and I thought for sure Aaliyah was going to win because, I mean, I've recently said this, I think, how... How uh, it sucked that she was basically being used as enhancement talent. But she actually won, and I was completely surprised about that. But I had thought Aaliyah was going to be winning this match because Robert Stone came out to cheer her on. Um, Yeah, I was totally surprised, too. I wasn't expecting that. But I don't know. It seems like Rob's, Robert Stone, what's going to happen with this? Maybe he's going to look at Aaliyah... But he may go elsewhere, and if he goes elsewhere, I wonder who he's going to be looking at. Yeah, I don't know. It should be interesting to see if he stays with Aaliyah. Maybe that's how Aaliyah finally starts, like, becoming prominent. Could be. Uh, Up next, they had a video package for EO, uh, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte Flair to hype up TakeOver, which I have to say, these have been very interesting promos. 
or video packages, I should say. And I, I feel like we don't see them on like Raw and SmackDown. And I, I, I like it. But I just don't like the inclusion of Sam Rosenberg and McAfee. I like I don't care to hear about them talk about these matches, but yeah, Natalia, it makes no Natalia talking about it. That means something. Yeah, I mean it, it just means something. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, next up, you had Cameron Grimes pick up the victory over Bronson Reed. I was actually surprised that Bronson Reed didn't pick up the victory. Yeah, it was a nice showcase for for Bronson Reed, but. Yeah, was this his debut win? or no. no? What are you talking about? I think you said this the last time he wrestled. Yeah, too. yeah. For some reason, he just keeps on. He was in that the the first. I, I don't know what the tournament was called. The the thing, Jake Atlas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I, I don't know why, but sometimes his name just drifts away from me, and then when I see it again, I'm like, oh, cool, his debut. And yeah, but I, I would definitely like to see more of him in the future, but. This ends, Karrion Cross shows up and hits the Doomsday Saito on on Reed. Bronson, yeah. Yeah, huge statement by uh, Cross. Which, by the way, their theme song is now available on iTunes. I purchased it. Ah, very nice, very nice. Main event of the evening saw El Hijo del Fantasma defeat Drake Maverick. The Dark Order Black and Yellow came out during it, and... Phantasma didn't even like try to fight them off. Maverick did that by himself. Uh, yeah. That was awesome. Maverick gets back into the ring, gets hit with the Phantom Driver, loses the match. Um, but NXT literally ends with Drake Maverick crying and Triple H came out and offered him a contract, which I have to assume he got his contract back shortly after the video of him crying went viral. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. Um, I, but a lot of people are... You bring, up, uh, you bring up a good case for that, though. Yeah, because they had him re-record the video of him crying. Mm-hmm. But I... Uh, a lot of people were, were upset with this this segment. So here's the alternative. If he loses, were those same people still going to tweet out yes they were still going to tweet no, out he did lose well i mean if he lost and he didn't get the contract people were still going to tweet out their dislike of him being used and the storyline and distasteful and stuff like that so i think that no matter what these people were going to complain well What's your take? I, I thought it, I thought it, I'm, I don't know. It is a weird segment, but I, I thought the match itself was good. And yeah. now it, we could, I don't know when we'll see Phantasma versus Jordan Devlin, but. Well, it, it was a weird segment, but it was also an unavoidable, it was an unavoidable, awkward moment, no matter what. Cause either way, Maverick, it was stupid from the start. You booked him in a tournament that, and then yes. you, and then you fired him. Yes, one hundred percent. And then, and then apparently they're claiming that when this all happened, it wasn't booked or something like that. That's I don't know. Just but not true. What do you mean? It was TV. That's what I was reading. That it was booked differently. 
where he wasn't he wasn't in it or something like that. But it just no he matter was literally what, announced on TV. I know. Uh, no matter what, there was no way to avoid an awkward moment at the end of this. So at least it ended with him having the contract. Yeah. yeah it sucks that there's still so many people that lost their jobs at that point. But at and least also. The, yeah. These matches have been great. Maverick like really got a chance to showcase himself in these matches. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the crowd. The last moment where I wish that we had a live crowd. Um, and I can't wait to see the live crowd reaction to Maverick now. Um, moving over to SmackDown, it opens up with Jeff Hardy, who went over the events from last week. Uh, and he said it, it felt that like all of a sudden it felt like he got hit with an anvil. And he said that people described seeing somebody with red hair and a red beard walking away from Jeff Hardy's car. And he calls out Seamus because who else fits that description? Even though the next mm-hmm. segment literally showed Otis. <laughs> who also fits that description. But Seamus, <laughs> Seamus told Jeff Hardy to admit to, to what he did. Calls him a junkie. They end up brawling. Sheamus hits him with a bro kick and then continued to beat him down. So so Sheamus got the one up there. So, yeah. Uh, up next, it, though. It, it, it sucks that he got the one up, too. Well, because, I mean, you got to get that chase out there. Yeah. Otis and Mandy were walking backstage, and Otis saw Baron Corbin's crown, put it on his head, and walked off, and then King Corbin threw a fit. Leading to their match, Otis picks up the victory over King Corbin via disqualification, um, which I thought was a really decent match for something ending in a disqualification. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw Baron Corbin even at one point looked like a, like he looked like the smaller guy at one point to me. When he jumped on Otis's back. Yeah. Which is weird because he's definitely taller than Otis. And he's definitely still like a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. But Corbin eventually used a chair that had little effect on Otis. And he ends the segment with uh, hitting the caterpillar on King Corbin. I I like that Otis also had the, uh, the crown involved. Yeah. You know, King Otis. Long live. Uh, Lacey Evans picks up the victory over Sonya Deville before the match uh, when Lacey was coming out for it. Sonya Deville attacks her from behind. and I, Which looked awesome. Yeah, but I really hate when that happens and then, then the match actually goes on to happen. What do you mean? Why? Because it's like we see it all the time. Like we don't necessarily – like if you have somebody get attacked during their entrance, we don't have to have that match. They don't have to be good for that match. Well, then it's one of those like, oh, wow, the, Lacey Evans, she overcame being attacked. Yeah, going and into this how match many on... times we see that week after week? Well, a good amount. Good amount. But, which also, speaking of week after week, Sonya Deville definitely getting the chance to show off a lot more in recent weeks. If you want to talk about MVPs of this entire process, it's hard not to put her name out there uh, yeah. and argue for that. She's definitely one of them. And uh, during the match, Lacey Evans did some flip move thing that ends up knocking the referee down. And Danny had officials come out to because he was injured. Jess replaces him. Uh, it was an interesting spot to do like a, a referee change and then a, like a, a move behind the ref's back. Yeah, I, I didn't understand why that was necessary. 
but I I like Lacey Evans' moonsault. Yeah, it's a good moonsault. It's a lot better than someone else we know. Well, no. When when Flair hits her moonsault, it's good. <laughs> but I liked I liked that move that Sonya did to Lacey off the apron. Like it was like a backbreaker of sorts. Yes. Yeah, no, it was like a neck breaker. A neck backbreaker thing. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It was kind of like similar to uh, Randy Orton's finish, uh, not, uh, signature. Yeah. Where he brings, where he takes the neck and goes across his knee. Or no, he goes across his hip. It was very similar to that, except she went across the knee. It looked really cool. Looked a little dangerous, maybe. I don't think so. It looked cool. Yeah, but Mandy showed up on the screen to call Sonya a failure, which distracted Sonya Deville and allowed Lacey Evans to pick up the victory. Yeah. Next up, you had Renee Young in the ring with the IC Championship. Uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Style are in the ring, both cutting I thought good promos. Yeah, Daniel Bryan was like, I know you would probably defend the title whenever you feel like it. I, on the other hand, would defend the title every week. Um, and then they they speak more, and it ends up with AJ Styles saying Daniel Bryan will be giving people handouts. And he's like, you know what? I'll give a handout tonight. Calls out Drew Gulak for an opportunity. I thought he was going to pick one of the random... NXT guys in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Drew Gulak comes out, fights with AJ Styles, and leads into the match, uh, picking up the victory over AJ. Which, for me, it seemed obvious he was going to win, but it still didn't take away anything from how good the match was. No, it was a really good match, and I am i was not expecting Gulak to pick up the victory. How not? AJ literally just cut a whole promo. <laughs> Yeah, no, I yeah, I totally get it. I, it was just because we're heading into the IC finals and stuff like that, so I it, I just didn't see it coming. Well, earlier in the night, Shorty G was about to be interviewed, and for whatever reason, Mojo Rawley cuts it off, and Shorty G turns around, and Nakamura and Cesaro, Cesaro are there. They attack him. All three of them attack him. New Day chase them off. Leads into New Day uh, with Shorty G versus Nakamura, Cesaro, and Mojo. This was a great match. Right off the, right off the of bat, I thought it was cool. Fun. Yeah, uh, Chad Gable went for the, I, I think it's called the Chaos. No, Chaos Theory is the German suplex. I guess it's just the, the rolling, the senton. Mm-hmm. That he does, and Cesaro caught him. Literally, the first two moves in that was was that, and Cesaro catching him, which I thought was cool. But like a bunch of cool things, like Kofi hit the uh, cool middle rope uh, frog splash where he like took an extended tuck, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. But it's honestly really great to see Chad Gable shine. I, it, like even in the the promo, it was good. Yeah. I I totally agree with you. Um, and I thought at one point we were going to see Mojo win. I was like, oh hell no! <laughs> I had that. Was, tw- I had the tweet ready to go because it was like it just seemed like Mojo was about to win there. But thank mm-hmm. goodness. It's one of those things where I think I'm okay with seeing Mojo with Nakamura and Cesaro. 
Oh, yeah. See, it's weird that it's, like, where he's being placed right now. And it's, like, all of a sudden he's a, a heel again. But I'm fine with this. Yeah, I think that he's a good match in there. Especially if um, Zayn is not around right now. If yeah. you want to keep a trio together, all right, use Mojo. Uh, also, something that took place earlier in the night or throughout the whole night, we saw Miz and Morrison in a white van spying on Braun Strowman. Um, they showed footage inside the performance center. They prank him. Braun was being interviewed later on. They went to prank him, but dropped slime on Kayla. Yeah, this, they hit there with the slop. Then they smash Braun Strowman's car up. Braun finds his car, goes to look for them. <laughs> the, the guy sells him out. So I was hoping that it wasn't going to be Braun's car. Oh, uh, that's what it, it seemed like it could have gone in that direction as well. Yeah, like Braun, uh, Braun moved his car closer to the door because he had to load it up with something, and somebody else with the same car took a spot. It was I thought a that was man's car. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. That would have been pretty funny. But uh, and they're like, oh, we're safe in here, inside the van. Braun Strowman is literally known for flipping trucks. Yeah, which he flipped the van. He's a van flipper. Main event for the uh, Women's Tag Team Championships saw Boston Hug Connection defeat Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I think these four have been some serious MVPs of the COVID era. I think they have been killing it. 110%. Yeah. I I didn't like that spot. Really? Because or I'm assuming you were about to say the Bailey Bailey to Belly from the middle rope. Yeah, it led to nothing. True. That should have been like an instant finish. But later on, Bailey tags herself in when Sasha Banks hit the bank statement, and Bailey locks in her own version of it. Nikki Cross escapes, and. You would assume that's when everything would fall apart and Nikki Cross would win the match. But later on, uh, uh, Sasha Banks gets in the ring, reverses a pin, and wins. Completely wasn't expecting. Not at all. Not at all. No, I was not expecting that to happen, especially because Bailey is champion. Yeah, double champ. Champ, champ. Yeah, like that's incredible that Bailey's going to be both champions now. Um, and it's going to make this storyline with her and Banks even more interesting because this has to blow up at some point. So, I'm invested. Yeah. Oh, let's let's not neglect Bailey. The first thing she does after the win goes right over to Michael Cole. That was that was hilarious. I think perhaps they're they're extending extending this because they don't have a live crowd for SummerSlam. What do you mean? Like I would assume that they weren't ever going to win the championships, mm-hmm. and we would have seen it fall apart a lot sooner had there been a crowd. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I I could see that, but them being champions and stuff, they just bought themselves. Um, another month or two or three just to lead to Banks and Bailey. Yeah. 
Uh, that was SmackDown moving on to NXT TakeOver in your house. The 28th TakeOver, I believe. The wow. first TakeOver in 21 years. Uh, not the first TakeOver. The first in your house pay-per-view in 21 years. The last one being February 1999, uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That was uh, uh, Big Show and Stone Cold? Well, Big Show debuted. Big Show's debut. It was McMahon yeah. versus Stone Cold in the Black Cage. Yeah, okay. It was also uh, Al Snow versus Bob Holly, which ends in the, the Mississippi River or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No memories. I remember I was, in, right. cl- I was in Club Med for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do some predictions. Let's go with Champa going up against Cross. I'm going to go with Cross. Yeah, it's hard to, to not pick carrying Cross here. Yeah. Uh, six women tag team match. Mia Yim teaming with Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox to take on Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. I'm saying Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox. Uh, you know, I wrote down Mia Yim for this as well. It's it's always hard to pick the the heels when it comes to a match like this. You don't think that they're gonna try to build with Candice at all or anything like that. I mean, it could happen anyway, so. Yeah. All right. I'm going to follow suit with uh, Mia Yim. I'm trusting my gut. Something that I feel really weird that they didn't uh, promote this more on this week's NXT Mm -hmm. because it was a go-home show. Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Yeah. I have a hard time picking... Priest, but I have also a hard time not picking Priest, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Priest, but I'm going with Balor. I'm going to say Damian Priest. I hope that you are correct, but on the other hand, we also have Walter at some point. Yeah, for the NXT North American Championship... Oh. We have but Walter. Walter could also cost Balor the no, match. No, that's stupid. There, you can't Why? fly. Huh? You can't fly. Oh, I forgot that he's stuck over there. All right. North American Championship. Keith Lee defending the title against Johnny Gargano. Going to say Keith Lee. I'm going to go with Keith Lee as well. Why was it the private jet? Tom Hanks flew. Yeah. Yeah, so, I highly doubt Vince McMahon is sending over a private jet for Walter to pick up guys from overseas. Yeah, remember the time <laughs> that he got <laughs> they left him, they left guys there. <laughs> yeah, good, good times. Good Triple times. threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. <laughs> Champion Charlotte defending the title against Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. I am going to say Flair retains. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'm going to go say Flair retains. So, okay, so coming out of this, I'm assuming we're going to have Ripley versus uh, EO feud. No, and then I don't Charlotte think go that elsewhere? at all. No, absolutely not. I don't think that at all. Why? What are you thinking? I think Ripley, uh, Ripley, I don't know what Ripley would do next. I would assume it goes into Ripley versus Flair. And then what about EO? Goes away. Hmm. I don't know. I think that we're more likely to do a Ripley EO and then have somebody else come in for Charlotte. Mm. And then you can always revisit uh, the Ripley Flair feud down the line. But mm. there's a lot of 
a lot of options. Uh, next up, you have, I guess, the maybe main event. Uh, last chance backlot brawl for the NXT Championship. If Dream loses, he can no longer challenge for the NXT Championship while Adam Cole is still champion. Um, this is a it's tough not. one. Adam Cole. A thousand percent Adam Cole. It's not difficult. Adam Cole. Adam Cole? A thousand percent Adam Cole. Why? It's just, they're not taking the title off him. When did he win it? A year ago. 365 days. Hello? More than that now, but... Okay. I guess... Yeah, it makes sense. I'll go with Cole. But it's just, it's just tough to see Velveteen Dream lose well, again and again and again without anything to show for it. So that's kind of like what's holding me back. AJ Styles is going to need an opponent for the IC title. Hmm. You know Maybe. what? I'm, I'm going for Velveteen Dream. I'm changing my pick. Okay. I I have a feeling it's going to be cold, but just for fun, I'm going dream. Hey, Brandon. Any shout-outs? Damn it, Bobby. How many times do I have to tell you to listen to Brandon's shout-outs? The first shout-out is going to Fuller House. I don't know how many times I've given it a shout-out or even if I've given it a shout-out before. Uh, a lot. I the believe. the final episodes came out this week on Netflix, and it, it really does suck that that we're not getting more seasons. I think when when it comes to doing throwbacks and like breaking the fourth wall, I think they are mm-hmm. the best show I've ever seen do it. So it sucks, but whatever. Uh, second shout out. I spoke about it way earlier. Mac and cheese is getting the second shout out. It's one of the greatest dishes ever made. I made it this week. I told Chris that even if it's not macaroni noodles, the combination of noodles and cheese, fantastic. Can, can, yeah. And then the last shout out goes to Cactus Jack versus Randy Orton from Backlash 2004 because WWE.com put up a video uh, a list of the top 10 moments in Backlash history, and somehow nothing from this match made it on that list. It's literally one of the best matches, in my opinion, in WWE history. Mm-hmm. And 100%, there were so many clippable things to be a top moment. To have Jinder Mahal winning the championship over a spot with Randy Orton landing on the thumbtacks or something, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, and then it, you brought him up. It, it stinks. Uh, Jinder Mahal had to get another surgery. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. He I posted on. I, yeah, I think he posted on Instagram. He had to uh, undergo another knee surgery. So Damn. it sucks. Yeah, I know it sucks because he just came back too, but he had to go back under the knife for a knee surgery. Is there a time table? Um, maybe six months. Wow. Yeah, it, I mean, it does depend on what he went in for, whether it was just maybe a meniscus tear or something, or, yeah, it stinks. But, yeah, since you brought up Jinder Mahal. 
Yeah, well, those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for our... Our... Mark Out Moment of the Week! That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. I gotta say the, the Slammiversary trailer... That like the the teaser that had like Gallows, Anderson, uh Spud, oh, yeah. EC three, Maria, Mike. Uh who else am I leaving out? I don't remember who. But obviously now with with Rockstar Spud staying in WWE, Drake Maverick, um I I don't know if it'll just end up being Rusev debuting at Slammiversary. EC3 also released his own version of it, which made it look like he was the dude watching mm-hmm. the the news thing. So I don't I don't know. I I definitely marked out for that though. Uh, something non wrestling related that I marked out for. I I was watching uh, Agents of Shield as I do another show that I wish went more than the seasons they did. It's it's the final season now. Uh, six seasons still a lot, but. Uh, they they show the preview for next week's episode, which featured stuff from the show Agent Carter, mm-hmm. which when it originally aired, I like brushed it off. I was like, eh, I didn't really like like the first episode. I found it somewhat boring at first, but I because of the the stuff happening on next week's episode of Agents of Shield, I'm like, I I how how could I not go back and watch the full series to like actually grasp what this means Mm -hmm. so i've been watching agent carter and i've been really liking it but i've been popping for a bunch of little things that tie into the marvel movies into uh agents of shield i almost said authors of pain and uh and cloak and dagger even have like references from into uh into agent carter and it's just like i think it's really cool and I this this show I wish had more seasons. It's, it only went two seasons. How was Cloak and Dagger? I liked Cloak and Dagger. Also, unfortunately, got canceled, which like legitimately disappointed. Really pissed me off because it was a good show. I never. I saw it was on demand, and I was going to watch it, but I decided not to because I just didn't know how it was. I thought it was a really good sh- series. Nah. And I wish that they made more, but mm-hmm. that's the markout moment of the week. Anything else to add? No, I'm good. Dig it home, brother. That was episode 487. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check us out. MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitch Radio, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. At MarkingOut on Twitter, at BTTG161 on Twitter and Instagram, at Chris Sweendog, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. MarkingOut11 on Instagram as well as uh, YouTube. We wish you... The The best of luck in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a